Hey guys, this is Pastor Stacy at Trinity of Fairview. Welcome to our Be the Man podcast. I look to join you here every Monday as I share principles that will equip you to undertake your job description as a husband to be the man in your household. Look forward to sharing with you week in and week out. All right. Hey guys, welcome into the Be the Man podcast. Uh, Pastor Stacy and I are here via Zoom this week, and it's a little bit different for us because he's all the way across the country over there, and I'm over here in little old Fletcher, and we're just going to make it happen today. We're going to talk a little bit about um, chivalry and what it means to be the man in that context. So welcome, Pastor Stacy. How are things going over there for you, brother? Oh, fantastic. Um as you would think in the Arizona desert, it is uh, it is a little warm and it is a little yep. sandy, but it is really cool in a sense as well to be here and to be doing a little work uh, for the Lord among some children and um, among some Native American people. We're just excited to be here. I got got a handful with me, so just thrilled to be able to to break away a minute and uh, and talk with you. Um, always a pleasure but this is just really cool man uh the ability to do this is fantastic so yeah, yeah we're doing good man we're doing good i miss fletcher though i'll tell you absolutely yeah this is uh this is pretty neat we can talk all the way across the all across the country and still see each other face to face and it's amazing how technology works i love it praise jesus man here we go <laughs> yeah, we so I, I want to preface this episode with uh, it's you know, if people out there listening don't know, Pastor Stacy and I have been, I just got back into town and he just left town. We come back in from our student <laughs> ministry strip. Uh, we were out there in Myrtle Beach for our student life camp, and I tell you what, the Lord was moving them. The uh, students are on fire, man. They they had a great time, and a lot of them were curious about not only the podcast, they were asking questions about what we do is cool. heard about it. Yeah. And I was like, how did you guys hear about the podcast? Well, they had, all of them have Spotify. So they get on their phones and they see Trinity of Fairview. Um, but I was happy to plug that for them. And then they were starting to ask questions like, well, what's the aim of the podcast and what, what's the reason behind it? And, and how do we implement this into our lives as um, young high school students who some of them don't even, you know, don't even have a relationship with a uh, with another person or with a girl. So all the guys were asking me, well, what does it mean for me to be the man in the context of a student or a high school student? Uh-huh. And a lot of the questions they had were asking me, well, Eli, how do what's the reason behind why we let the girls go first for dinner? You know, or what's the reason why we open the door for them and uh, why we offer up our umbrellas or our coats for them when they it's like. You know, all these kind of questions. And that's kind of what I wanted to talk to you about. I had some questions, had some uh, thoughts for you in regards to chivalry. So if you don't mind, how how do you think that, what what, do you, what kind of thoughts bounce around in your head for that when I say that word chivalry? Oh man, so a lot really. Um, and, and I'm going to come from, to the young folks from uh, an old person's uh, mindset right mm-hmm. here, because chivalry is a, um, isn't isn't in an old fashioned word, and I think in some sense it's it loses its vogue some over the years today. Maybe folks don't think it's quite as necessary, mm-hmm. or that it's somehow a derogatory term. 
that when men are trying to be chivalrous, that they're saying to the women, you, you can't do this yourself or, or, or you're not capable uh, right. of handling situations or anything like that. And it certainly isn't that at all. Chivalry really is a reverence for the office of, of womanhood and yeah. what a lady is, how a lady is created by the Lord, what she is in the world and how valuable of a commodity that a woman really is. And so a man of any age should pay attention to that. Chivalry doesn't only apply to a person that you're dating, men, or a person that you think is pretty. Uh, a sh chivalry applies to anyone that yeah. is of the opposite sex from you uh, as you honor their position and you honor who they are. So it is not a derogatory term. It's really a term of elevation where we're holding a high view of the office, if you will, or the state of womanhood. And I can tell you that um, I'm all for women, brother. I promise you I am. I'm, yeah. I'm right there. I know this podcast is uh, largely aimed at men, obviously. But the reason we're talking to men is because we hold the office of womanhood created by the Lord in such high esteem as he described it. So I am thrilled beyond measure that young people are asking, you know, why, why do we do that? Why do we do these things? Um, and I can see that from a societal perspective, they're being told you shouldn't do those things. But in reality, I don't know very many ladies in this world that don't respond well to that. Right. I, I've been doing it all my life and I haven't ever had anybody get mad at me for uh, people I don't even know. I'm uh, just just people you're encountering in the grocery store on the street somewhere. I've never had anyone really get mad at me for that. So I think chivalry really gives us an insight. How, how we approach it gives us an insight of how we feel about the office of womanhood and what the Lord did in creating women just as he did, so perfectly as he did with the qualities that he did and the purposes that he did. So I think it's a very important thing. And I'm tickled to death, Eli, those guys are asking that, man. And you're demonstrating that. I thank you, brother, for that. I surely do. Absolutely. And I think one of those things that, that we had talked about in the podcast beforehand was compassion and having compassion for your spouse and for that relationship. That's super. I think that ties in well with chivalry because we have to have an or a, a sense of compassion for them in that way that we don't just honor and respect them, but we see them as as valuable, and mm -hmm. we see them as 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 people that we're to protect and that we are to lead out. And as we talked about last week with leadership, I think this idea of chivalry goes right hand in hand with that. And I want to refer before I ask you a question or two um, in like specifically regarding that. I wanted to refer to First Peter three uh, verse seven. And it says, likewise, husbands, live with your wives in an understanding way, showing honor to the woman as the weaker vessel, since they are heirs with you of the grace of life, so that your prayers may not be hindered. When I, I, I had read that and I thought, well, weaker vessels, that seems kind of almost derogatory. But I think it's actually looking at it from a way of not weaker, but delicate, but not frail. A yeah. woman is definitely delicate and valuable. And as I kind of thought about the example, you wouldn't use fine china to change your oil, you know, no. and I think of that in that way, as we are to go before them and be that hedge of protection, as God has called us to do. And as Peter is admonishing us here. So I definitely think that that is um, that's one of the big points I want to go after today. And in light of that, the first question I had for you was, 
just in general of the be the man principle and the be the man job description, how does our chivalry and our actions go into that and speak specifically into that idea of us not only leading out, but going before and protecting our wives and spouses? Absolutely. Um, you know, and, and, and you, you, gosh, you got a lot of insight and wisdom, brother, but there we were around the dinner table here as a team just the other night talking about, you know, this, this very thing, the strength mm -hmm. of women. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, we were husbands and wives, sons, daughters around this big dinner table, just talking about the value and the strength of women. And, yeah. you know, we as men had to look around that table and say, gosh, um, I can tell you the ladies around that table are strong. And in some ways they're stronger Amen. Um, than we are. Some ways they handle much more than we, we can handle. So it is not uh, a derogatory term at all. I love that verse where it says you're honoring them by, yes. by doing this. You're honoring their state in the Lord. Now, specifically, you know, as here again, I'm going to speak as a dad. You know, I have two daughters. I, I have an idea. How, how I'd like them to be treated. Yeah. And, and to me, I think a sound principle when you're saying, how do I physically, and that's kind of what you asked me, what are some ways that I can put this into practice uh, practically in life, uh, no matter where I find myself, whether it's my wife or whether I'm a, I'm a student at, at this moment, just thinking about yeah. the days ahead and the mate the Lord might have for me, or just women in general, um, how I treat uh, their, their, their place, their role as the Lord has created them. So there are a lot of practical things I look for as a dad. And I'm going to give you some insight, guys. So if you're starting to date a young lady, here's some things that dads are looking for. And I mean, dads look for them in a way that nobody else does. Yeah, I always looked for when I was walking down the street, if a young man was with one of my daughters, on which side of the street is he on? Is he on the side of the sidewalk that's closest to the street? Or does he let her walk there? And that's a very subtle thing. But in reality, you're, you're mm -hmm. saying to, to, the, to the person you're with, you let me get closest to the danger. You let me get closest to things. Done it with my wife, with my girls, all their lives. Um, you know, if there's something suspicious or I see something, it's not that Tammy can't take care of herself. She really can. Or Rachel or Riley, like I say, in some ways, they're stronger than me and they're more aware than me of what's going on around them and how to respond to it in some yeah. ways. But it doesn't it doesn't make any difference to me. I want to get myself between anything right. that's going to might harm them. I would as soon put myself in between there, give them one more line of insulation and defense. So it's a small thing. I always looked for that. You know, are they mindful enough of her uh, that, that they put their self in between her and the most dangerous side of the sidewalk? Are they going to choose the most dangerous path and, and, and let the person they're with, the person they're dating or the person they're married to uh, choose the, choose the less dangerous path and more safe way. So that's one of the things I look for. Another thing I always look for was, do they open the door? Do they do little things like that? Do they just open the door? Let, let, let the lady go in first uh, let her sit down first. Do they pull the chair out for guys? These are things that if you're wanting to impress your father-in-law and you're wanting to impress the parents of the girl you're dating, uh, oh my goodness, you start doing these things, much less the girl that's involved. She will be over the moon uh, if yeah. you do these things. So those are practical ways. I will tell you, I had a couple there. We all have couples and part of this be the man broadcast and podcast is so that we can almost be Eli a, a way to throw out um, some kind of model for, for yeah. men to, to talk through. But in reality, you, you need someone you can see every day uh, in action doing it. We had a couple in our lives, Tammy and I did, when we were dated and even in our marriage, and they're still in our lives. They're just fantastic. He would always say to me, 
my wife's fingerprints are not on any door handle in our on our car. And I always thought that was so cool. He said, yeah. I want the FBI, if they come and dust the door handles on my car, I don't want them to find one of my wife's fingerprints. And that was his mindset. He just wanted to honor her and show her that no matter how long you've been together or no matter how many years you've been dating, honey, I still think of you as a treasure, as a, a high gift from the Lord. And I want to honor you in that, in my life personally. And I want to honor the person that the Lord has made you, uh, the woman that the Lord has made you. So those little things. I, and here, I'm trying to give you a few secrets, guys. One thing that I do for Tammy, and I'm not bragging on myself at all. I'm just trying to give you some insight. Do this. Try it, man, and see, and see how it works out in your marriage. See if your wife doesn't respond well to this. I order for her. I don't care if we're in McDonald's. I don't care. We just ate with our team. It was a special treat. We planned it before we left at a restaurant just yeah. right on the rim of the Grand Canyon. And, oh, my gosh, it was a great thing to have all those people there. Nice. I ordered for her in there just like I ordered her for her at Sonic when we pull in there. So it. it doesn't matter to me where we are. Because that's not indicative. Uh, it doesn't change how I feel about her one iota or the position right. she holds in my life or my honor for her. Um, I, I think, guys, if you really want to impress a lady, ask her what she wants. There's a lot of restaurants you can imagine. Tammy and I have been together a long time. We were telling some of the – we got a lot of young folks with us out here, Eli, just like you last week. Yeah. We got a lot of young couples with us. So, uh, you know, we were telling them how long we've been together. 1985, we, we met, you know. And I know in certain restaurants, I can go in and I know exactly what she wants. She didn't, I, I'll tell the waiter, but she doesn't need a menu. I'll make sure that unless she wants something different, I'll say, baby, what are you thinking tonight? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm normal. I don't even, she doesn't need a menu. I can order for her. I can order what kind of salad dressing she wants on the side. I know she doesn't want any tomatoes because she's got a little allergy to that. She doesn't like onions. I know all these things. If they've right. got a Caesar, she's going to opt for that every time. So first Peter three talks about, um, that honor that you're giving the, the wife in your life or the lady in your life, whether you're dating or whether you're married and you should study her. Part of that passage tells you to learn about her. If you're going to honor her and we've, I've referenced this before, but I don't think I've ever talked about it. Dudes, if, if, if you got your phone in your hand and you notice that she says something at dinner that, is going to apply every time you ought to just mark You ought to make yourself a note somehow and think I'm going to remember that next time. If she says, uh, you know, I like this kind of desserts, my favorite, you ought to make a note of that and, and, and study her so that you can do these things for her and watch how she responds. When you do something like that, it, it makes, uh, Eli, I got to tell you that I don't know that I ever do anything better for Tammy than that. Now everybody is different, but she responds so well to that because yeah. it, it says to her, he pays attention. He knows what I like. He knows what I want. He, he's he's paying attention. He's not sitting here concerned. And here's here's the real rubber meets the road. He's not sitting at the table concerned most about what he's going to eat. And folks, if you've listened to me preach or teach anywhere, you know that I love to eat. Absolutely <laughs> love it. There's yep. nothing I love more than that. But and And that even increases the impact because what I'm saying to her is I'm a whole lot less concerned about what I'm going to eat and when I'm going to eat as what you're going to eat. And I want to make sure it's right in your life. So those are just a few things that are, you might think they're obvious, um, but those are physical actions. And, and Eli, I know you, you're a, you're a polite young man. Is there anything your mom 
I always think about that. What is your mom sewn into you, gentlemen? What is she sewn into your lives? If you have a mom who's a, a godly lady, if you're blessed like that and she is sewn into your life, and I know Eli does, that's why I could ask him this question. What is she sewn into your life? Maybe not from physical actions, yeah. but maybe words, uh, you know, anything like that that she's sewn into your life, man. Absolutely, man. I, I love what you said, and and I will answer that question, but I love what you said about how um, they're, you know, our lady, the ladies in our lives are definitely capable. And that's actually part of our job, job description is that even though they are capable, we are to be there to protect them and to help them and assist them and go before them. And I've adopted that mentality from people like my mother and grandma of, you know, my dad, mom would stand there at the door and he'd open the door for her. That's just what you do. Yeah. And I've adopted that mentality of if hope's going to the other side of the car, she doesn't open that door. So I'll come over yeah. there and open the door for her because that is what my job description is. That's what I've learned. And uh, seeing my grandpa and my dad, who all men, uh, all these men have been great role models in my life and women have been in my life. But to see them pour in these things to me that have been, they are very capable women and they are strong, arguably stronger than some of us are. But they, have, they are absolutely willing and obedient to each other likewise from dad to mom and mom to dad and daddy listens to her and she definitely yeah. understands what she's what she's wanting out of that relationship but he has taught me the things that i'm supposed to do in order to honor her respect her and uh go before my spouse and as the not just as the husband but as the father so I definitely hope that someday I can have a, a family of extended, you know, children and, and grandchildren and all that later on down the line. And I want to be a model of that for them. So not only just because they're my family and they're my kids and whatnot, but because that's what, as a man, my job description is. And uh, some of the questions that the students had asked me and were, were wondering, they had noticed I opened the car door for hope. And they're like, why, why do you do that? What is the point of doing that? And, and she can open the door herself. It's like, well, absolutely she can, but that's not the point. The point is not that she can. She probably, uh, she can do lots of things even better than I could. But the point yeah. is that I am supposed to be the man in that relationship and supposed to say, hey, look, I am putting myself before you, protecting you. And I had the pleasure, now that it's public knowledge that Hope and I are engaged, I had the pleasure of talking to her dad and asking for her hand in marriage. And one of the things he asked me was, how are you going to protect her? How are you going Ooh. to be there for her? And one of the things I told him was that I am putting myself in like before her. I am putting myself as a man before her and before her life because she is the prized possession that the Lord has given me and has allowed me to, to marry. And I'm going Amen. to take that as a as a command and as an obedience from the Lord to go out and put myself before her and put myself in a position to where if there is danger, I will be between her and the danger. And mm -hmm. I, I think that is something that absolutely my dad's taught me. Absolutely. My mom has taught me. Um, and I've tried to learn that from what the Lord tells us and what Peter charges us to honor the honor our wives and to put ourselves before them. So, yeah, I think um, and that may have answered that question, but in regards to all that in general, I just uh, I, I love the idea of what you said about how um, our wives are. They're more than just capable. They're strong and they are yeah. um, very they 
Hope does so many things. And as I can't wait to that for that day that we can get married. And, you know, I always think about that in the days to come and how we're learning more about each other. And one of the things that I wanted to and I'm still trying to pour into her in is saying, hey, I am I am here for you. I'm here to protect you. I'm here to uh, bring us up spiritually together. And it's my job to lead out in that. So that way you don't have to. And I think that's something that I watched my dad as a pastor and as a minister for years, you know, in, in that relationship with my mom, watching him put himself before mama and, and be that man that I would that I have strived to be for years and watching him say, well, you're tired. Let me make dinner one night or, absolutely, you know, stuff, yeah. little things like that. Or if you're cold, I don't care how cold it is outside. He's giving mom his jacket, you know, that yeah. kind of thing, his coat, all that kind of thing. So I just really think that there's a there is an importance to that and the the reason why we do it. Well, that's, you know, that's what Paul, that's what God's in, is telling us to do. That's what our job description is. Absolutely. And it all Eli ties back to the, the, the job description. You know, uh, does does the Lord do that for us? I mean, yeah. certainly he does. He loves his church that way. He put himself between them and the ultimate danger. He yes. does it every day that we're alive. We don't even know he's doing it. Absolutely. And we depend ultimately upon him. So he is saying to us, guys, uh, that's how I want you to, to treat your wife. That's exactly how I want you to posture yourself. And I think last week we talked about a little bit about that model of servant leadership. And that is the um, what we're talking about in chivalry is the practical living out uh, yep. to me. That's in those practical terms yep. where you're saying to your wife, I am living out my job description from the Lord. He commissioned me to, to serve you, to love you in the way that he has loved me. And so that model of servanthood, servant leadership in a home, you know, that's our role that the Lord has assigned us. And then he has challenged us to do it on the level that he's doing it. So um, that chivalry is the physical outplaying. It yeah. ties right back to the job description. And that's part of one of the best ways of it. Um, I think of the word, Eli. Gentlemen, you know, that is, a, again, a word that we don't like to utter too much today, you yeah. know, is learn how to be a gentleman. That's something that is um, we, we caught we have locked it into a time capsule and said that's something in the past that yeah. that was an expectation and that was positive in the past. But it's, it's just not positive today when in reality, it's a timeless term to me. Yeah. Um, I think the greatest thing that anybody could say, one of the greatest things anybody could say is, Stace, you're, you're being a fine gentleman. Thank you yeah. for that. A gentle man. Uh, that's what chivalry is all about, is I'm not being that guy that lords over you and that pulls you. I'm the guy that is going to love you and, and lead right. you. And I'm going to do my best to serve you in every way I can and, and let you do what the Lord has called you to do. And I'm going to honor you in that office visibly to others. I say it makes it, it makes an impact on Tammy when I do that. It does between the two of us. But those are public things. Your right. your students were asking you, yes. uh, why are you doing that, man? See, that's a public thing. And yep. you can't tell me that doesn't make Hope feel pretty good when oh, people yeah. are asking her, man, um, <laughs> uh, why are you treating her that way? That is a pretty cool thing. I don't see many people doing that. So it right. elevates her and it builds her up and it truly honors her when you do that in, in her life. So I think it ties right back, just like you said, to that job description. The reason that chivalry is important is because it is the physical manifestation yeah. of what you desire. I don't know that there's anybody and guys, I'm going to let you, I'm going to speak to you just a minute here. I don't think there's one guy 
that is listening to this podcast, it says, I want my wife to feel worse about herself. I want my wife to feel less than she is. I I want my wife today to feel worse in the evening than she did in the morning. And when we're together, I want to, I want to negatively impact her life. Not so. So chivalry is one of those. And I'm going to, I'm going to say this word and Eli, if you cringe, you, you can, you can change this if you want to. But to me, chivalry is one of the easiest things to do. Yeah. To physically demonstrate the care that you have yes. for the Lord, the lady the Lord has put in your life, and to easily build her up and easily honor her. I mean, these guys have hiked me to death out here in, in the, on the West Coast. And a lot of the time when we were hiking, Eli, uh, you know, I was noticing other people around me doing the same thing that I was yeah. doing with Tammy, is paying attention to where she is, as well as she was paying attention to where I was, just the same. But I was always aware of where she was in the easy moments, making sure I didn't run off and leave her. Um, it, it, those moments on we're scaling, dude, they had me scaling. I, I didn't think we were, I thought we were hiking and not mountain climbing, but there were moments, dude, where we were climbing these rock formations. And I was like, I need equipment for this folks. And you're, you're asking me to get up three years. <laughs> Tammy and I had to work together as a team, but if there was any danger, if there was any thought that something was going to happen to her, I would put myself in the way of it. I was doing that on the easy portions and it just made it natural for me to do that in the hard moments of those challenging hikes that we were on. And it's the same in life. When I learned to do that and I learned to honor her in those moments in life that it's easy. I think that's what we talked about a minute ago, wasn't it? That this might be one of the easiest things for you to do to honor your, your mate. Um, So moments where it's easy, you know, guys undertake that. And then you'll find yourself naturally doing it in those moments where a challenge really comes to light in your relationship from outside. You're going to naturally just put her in the place that, that she is in front of you, that you're going to value her and and honor her. And again, it's a two way street. I know that uh, chivalry is a man to the woman oriented thought, but there are ways where the lady respects and serves the husband. And that's the Be the Woman podcast. We won't go that's there right. yet. <laughs> and we'll have that going another day. But guys, that's my challenge to you. That yeah. Every minute of life, Eli has done a great thing in asking these questions. And students, if you're listening to this, I got to tell you, I am proud of you. And I'm honored that you're interested in this. And maybe you're the ones to set the new standard for how boys, young men treat young women. I won't even call you boys because you're young men, how young men treat young women at school, at the mall, whether you know their names, ever met them or not, how you posture yourself toward them, Uh, that politeness, uh, that gentlemanly nature that comes from knowing the Lord Jesus. And Eli, I will tell you, maybe this is the way we land this plane. That if we're modeling Jesus, I got to tell you, I think he was probably the greatest gentleman yeah. that, that maybe ever walked this planet. He never forces his way. He still is. The Holy Spirit is that way. He never forces his way into your life. He serves his way into your life. And guys, I got to tell you, that doesn't end when you get married. We, we do this better when we're dating. I think we try to serve our way into a lady's heart. Mm. I encourage you that you ought to maintain that once you get married. Just serve your way deeper and deeper and deeper into her heart with every passing yeah. day. So, Eli, I'm, I'm tickled you asked this question, man, because it's something. Matter of fact, Tammy and I talked about this on the road a little bit out here um, as we're driving our van along that we've got here, hauling children back and forth to Bible school. So um, we talked about this a little bit, you know, just the joy that it is uh, to have her in my life yeah. and just the need for the next generation to yeah. see this in some way and to value this. So students, I'm 
man, I'm praying for you that you be the trend setters and the temperature setters and that you make this thing a for a forefront in your mind of how you treat the yeah. young ladies around you. Eli, I'm, I'm, I'm proud. I tell you for what, you, man, because you're, yeah, you're the one right in front of them, dude. So I'm that's right. I tell you what, uh, last week's podcast, we were talking about leading and I was, you know, praying that young men would step up in leadership. And it's just so encouraging to see how the Lord works in the lives of these students, how they're curious about these kind of things and wanting to follow that Ephesians 521 model of submitting to one and one another out of reverence for Christ. And it's, it is, it's very encouraging and, and more than encouraging. It's, um, it's, it's a good thing. Like it's, it's actually what's supposed to happen. And I'm very pleased and, and, um, honored that the students would ask me these questions. And I'm glad we got to talk about this. And I wanted to say, um, I had written down here that the word chivalry actually comes from an old French word, chivalry. And uh-huh. it's originated in medieval times and it was, it pertained to the code of knights and the con- code of conduct for knights back in medieval times. And it's a courteous behavior that they would go out towards for everybody. Um, and I just think that was really interesting that these upright protectors who are knights were the ones who actually originated the idea of chivalry. So I think it's really interesting how that kind of plays into all this. And yeah, I just I, I, I it's awesome that there's people that, that students encouraged and, and interested by it. And I, if I could tell that to them, if they could hear one thing. You know, maybe maybe be the man, but be the knight, be the chivalrous. Hey, I, love knight, you that, know? Dude. I love that, man. And, yeah. and 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 anybody would have to admit that a knight was a man's man. So yeah. I mean, oh, this yeah. is not something that diminishes your manhood. As a matter of fact, it should increase it. It should pump yeah. your manhood up and, and make you walk on a higher and broader uh, plane as a man. So, uh, dude, you are spot on with all this, and. Um, you got you always bring a little uh, good into intelligence to this podcast. So, dude, I appreciate that. I surely do. Uh, yeah, Helping the old pastor out a little bit with some uh, with some wisdom from that side, brother. Thank you. Absolutely, yeah, man. I I love this topic of chivalry, and I love getting to talk to you to you about this and everybody out there. I, it was really encouraging. Like I said this week, the students were asking about it, and I had some leaders talking about the podcast, and I'm like, you know. Sounds like uh, you guys are interested. Let me let me tell you guys out there. And hey, everybody out there listening right now, be sure to share this with somebody. Like Pastor Stacy says all the time, share it out with us. Let us know what we can say. And uh, you know, we I enjoy doing this with you, Pastor. I really oh, do. Oh man, I love it. I love it. I love it, brother. And maybe next week we'll uh, we'll be back in Fletcher together, man. If the Lord ordains that, you don't ever know in the ministry right. in the summertime. But wherever right. we are, we'll connect together, and guys, we'll connect with you and. It's always a pleasure to have you listening. Thank you. So, Eli, you you carry us home, brother, and uh, thank you for being right here with me today. Absolutely. Thank you, Pastor Stacy, all the way from Arizona and all the way from me over here in Fletcher. Uh, we both appreciate everybody listening in, and we hope to see you next time. We love each and every one of you. Have a good week. Thanks for tuning in to Be The Man. I hope you were blessed today as Pastor Stacy gives you tools on how to be the man of your household. Our hope is that through this, you are equipped with practical principles for a godly and happy marriage. If you were blessed today, please share this podcast with your friends and family and leave us a review. Have a wonderful day and catch us next time on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or any of Trinity of Fairview's media outlets.